Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the physical version of the Digital Tiny Room. I am your co-host for Michael and Benjamin's podcast, and I am the one of the two of those aforementioned people who is called Michael. And I am joined today by the man who has literally been called the Jar Jar Binks of Irish podcasting. It's Benjamin. Misahir! Oh, that's quite good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying, um, but good. I'm really sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I'll, I'll switch it back to a nice, clear hello. Ben, this uh, week you actually were called the Jar Jar Binks of Irish podcasting. I was, yeah. How did, um, how did you feel about that? Well, that's what happens when you outsource your camera work to a tosser. Um, <laughs> you just you just pay for it in the long run um, in production quality and minor psychological trauma. Good, Michael. excellent. Um, but on a more serious note, thank you very much to Shane and Connor, who both gave us a hand uh, last weekend at the Dublin Comic Con. We, we may not have mentioned that as much as we should have. Ben, let's, uh, let's do the theme music. Yeah. Theme music for the podcast. Don't actually have anything music But I hope someone will mix them up for us I don't wanna name any names Rachel, I hope it's Rachel That's, that's that's much funnier for us than it is for the listeners because <laughs> for the listeners fun. they just they just hear the theme music but we just have a little a little break and then we go back to it ben uh what come on let's tell the people you were at the comic-con there last week i was for your, for your first ever time at the comic-con first ever time at any comic-con yeah and what, what did you think of that ben was it bloody bloody good time had all round yeah Michael. Did. bloody good time had all around lots of people dressing up and what lots of people in costumes michael mm-hmm. costumes um festooned in costumes um yeah um very good michael uh, met some wonderful people who mm-hmm. we've who we've repeatedly shouted out to on social yeah, media lately. They're probably annoyed at us um, now. No, I, I don't think so, but I met some really interesting people. It was nice to kind of get, grips, uh, get to grips with why people cosplay. As I've mentioned before on the podcast, I'm not always 100% sure what drives people like that. Don't, yeah. really, don't really get it myself, Michael. Fucking weirdos is the word you've used in the past. That's not the word I've used in the past. Don't you fucking go tainting people's image. And I think those that were interviewed by me felt very comfortable, secure, and non-judged. Yes. Um, we do have a video, of course, we may as well do a little plug there, Michael. Take a look at the YouTube channel. All of the interviews that we had with some very interesting people. Now, obviously, if the people are watching this on YouTube, Ben, they won't need to be told that because there'll be a link. There'll be a link or a suggested. The, for the SoundCloud or the iTunes or, or, the, iTunes. or the Podbean mm. Um So, yeah, we've, we've a number of options there for you down below. Um, but it was a very interesting experience for me, Michael. Very mm. interesting experience mm. for mm. me. Mm. Mm. I met Nick Frost. Of, of Slaughterhouse Rules? Yes. <laughs> just joking. He is, of course, more famous for his work in Shaun of the Dead. But we have just talked about Slaughterhouse Rules, so that's a good Hot relevance. fuzz. I didn't ask him about Slaughterhouse Rules, I forgot. Bad podcasting etiquette. <laughs> Short term in real life than you might imagine. Um, I'm sure that made you very happy, Michael. It did. Like Michael, it. Michael loves, Michael loves... Hollywood short. I do. I love when people are shorter than me. It makes me feel very good. Yeah, it's the main reason that I am the co-host of the podcast and not somebody else. His other friend Shane is slightly taller than him. One centimetre exactly. One centimetre exactly, but it may as well be six metres. It's all the same to Michael. So if you see us at our next Comic-Con, come up and measure yourself against Michael. And it'll either either make his day or make mine. Um, But either way, either way, let's take a look. That'll give me a real complex. Thanks. 
love, Ben. I really appreciate that. Ben, speaking of things that give people a complex, have you been keeping abreast of the... Oh, that's not great. Choice oh, of words. Go back. Have you been keeping track of the Ruby Rose Batwoman situation? The Ruby Rose Batwoman situation. No, the last I had heard of the Ruby Rose Batwoman situation was that she was cast. As, she as was cast Batwoman. as Catwoman. She's going to be... Catwoman. Batwoman. Sorry, I God's can't get Catwoman out of my head. He's never going to get Catwoman out of his mind. She's been cast as Batwoman, Ben. And then um, promptly... Not promptly, but predictably harassed by the internet. Oh, for God's sake. Um, Inevitably harassed by the internet. Yes. Might be uh, what's, now ben, what's wrong with Ruby Rose as a... Are you asking me or are you asking the internet? What's wrong with the... Well, I'm going to use you as a conduit for the internet. This is not Michael's opinion, but I need to have a conversation well, with the internet. Okay. So for that conversation, Michael, what's wrong? Hello, my name is Michael and today I'm going to be playing the internet. Show us on the doll where the internet um, psychologically abused you. <gasps> she's not lesbian enough. Sorry? She's not lesbian enough. Not lesbian she's enough. A, she's a bisexualist. How dare she? And the, the Batwoman is a lesbian. A, les, a lesboon. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know if you can say that. Um, she's not lesbian enough and not Jewish enough. I'm sorry? Yeah. She, the Batwoman is quite Jewish, but um, Ruby Rose isn't. Now, Ben... The, I'm not playing the internet anymore. What amuses me here is that I always thought straight people could play gay characters, but it's not if okay. They wanted, yeah. And gay people can pretend to be straight characters, which quite often Tom happens. Tom Cruise, for example. <laughs> oh, 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 that's a cease and desist order in the post. Um, no, um, I think traditionally, yeah, I've, I've never seen an issue with it. Matt Bomer, for example, um, quite a famous TV actor in the States, exceptionally gay, uh, plays a very, <laughs> sorry, exceptionally I'm gay a, is wrong. I'm going to stop you there, Ben. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> what do you fair. mean exceptionally just, gay? Um, gay is right. just fine. Exceptional being the positive adjective that I use. Sorry, you stressed me out by calling me out my words. Now I'm clicking a pen. Uh, played uh, uh, very popular with the ladies con man on White Collar. Oh, for many many years, and of course didn't. Uh, oh God, I've forgotten his name. Uh, very good guy who plays Leonard Snart on um, on the the Arrowverse shows. He was who used to be on the Prison Break. He was in the show. Prison Break, yeah. and uh, he's a famously a homosexualist. Gentleman. Michael and oh. Benjamin's podcast. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick plug. Um, I can't remember his name. Remember his name. I can't remember his well, name. Come back to it. Anyway, now. he's there. He's he's a, a gay man who goes straight. Yeah. For for the films. Now here's the, the thing. Here's yeah. the thing, Ben. This is what I, I. Here's my issue with the thing. I just don't think Ruby Rose is a very good actress. Um. Yeah. I think she gets because she's quite controversial sometimes, isn't she? Or quite attitudey. She is, is it her attitude that gets her roles and her look. Her look is very distinct. Although not as distinct now because she's being imitated. There was, a, there was a Chinese Ruby Rose in oh. uh, Skyscraper, the Dwayne Johnson movie. Oh. And it was just, let's get a Chinese actress to play Ruby Rose. Well, it's it's the badass female enforcer thing. Yeah, that's what she does. She's um, a badass female enforcer in everything. Yeah, and we have that in everything. She was she was the badass female bodyguard in John Wick 2. John Wick 2. She was the badass female in one of the Resident Evils, the she, most recent one. She was the badass female backup in Triple X3. She was the badass Diesel. female backup in that space show where she was an android. I can't remember what it was called. Androids in space who give backup to normal characters that need a badass woman. Yeah, it not, wasn't not very catchy. catchy. That's catchy. why it didn't no, do so well. Not catchy. Yeah. yeah um, look, I don't really care. 
Um, um, I have not watched the CW's Bar of the Crossovers in quite a while at this stage. CW is terrible. It's a soap opera with a, a latex costume slapped on top. Very rarely latex. Um, Usually leather. The CW is very leathery. It's a soap opera with a leather costume slapped on top. Yeah. yeah I Can imagine. out the first one where I made a mistake? No, no I'll leave that in Ben's attractions. Okay. Benjamin. In, oh, so anyway, she, she left Twitter. She deleted her social media accounts. What? Yeah, she left Twitter. How much abuse did she get? Quite a bit, I imagine. Substantial. Yeah. From is I I I bet I know where it came from. Who was it? Straight white men that objected. According to her, no. Oh, it was the 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 lesbian, gay, transsexual, intergender, um, community. So it's not enough to have character representation anymore. It now has to be played by a gay character. Yeah, she is being fully represented as a fully lesbian superhero. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Well, but well, I assume it. Well. That makes an interesting point. Is she being represented as a fully lesbian superhero on television mm. or is she being represented as a bisexual superhero? Because as far as I remember, Batman is an Australian and Christian Bale played him. Batman? Christian Bale's not Australian. <laughs> is he not? Christian Bale's Welsh. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Are you sure? Hang on. Sure. Hang on. Hang on. No, no. Bale, no, no. Me. Christian Bale is 100% Welsh. He is as well as no. toasted cheese. No, 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 no. I'm not having this. He Look is, it up. Look it up. I'm, I'm not, not having this. Up. I'm not looking it up. Look it up. Christian Bale. Look it up. Christian Bale is 100% Welsh. Look it up. Okay, look. Let's talk but about Batman isn't Welsh either way. And yet, regarded as probably the best Batman that we've had. By you. I, I don't know why I'm looking this up. He's Welsh. Talk about James Gunn while I... Um, well, no, it's, it's not really face. part of the long saga of, of James Gunn, unfortunately. Uh, Disney has confirmed they will not... They will not be uh, rehiring him as director of um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, so it's a bit of a, a moot ending, a damp squib, if you will, uh, to the end of the James Gunn saga. It, he cannot come back. Um, Christian Charles Philip Bale, born 30th of January 1974, Havertsford West, Pembrokeshire, Wales. Fair enough. I have been proven wrong. I know. Why did I think he was Australian? I, don't ask me. I've thought that for years. <laughs> no, he's definitely years. Welsh. In fact, I think I've told other people who are Australian and they believe me. Oh. <laughs> um, so, massive apologies to Christian Bale. Um, massive apologies to Wales, Pembrokeshire, Wales. Um, Shall we give an apology to Australia? Uh, we can be a bad egg sometimes. He screamed yeah. at that lighting technician. Um, so, yeah, apologies for associating a screamy, ranty actor with your country, Australia. Yeah, other than Russell Crowe. Other than Russell Crowe. But I'm quite fond of Russell Crowe of his soft spot. You sure he's not from Wales? I thought Russell Crowe was from Wales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. Um, Hold on. I need to get more. Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Why would I punch him? I don't even know him. Father to a murdered son. Husband to a murdered wife. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's, uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. Gladiator, but well, wasn't bad. Wales wasn't well, wasn't a bad Wales. Now let's talk about James Gunn more. Um, yeah, um, he's not coming back. Um, it has been uh, kind of put to rest by Disney, as far as I'm concerned. They have agreed to work with him again, um, but he will not be rehired. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. The whole uh, thing is a fluster cloak. Yeah, uh, Dave Bautista has been hurling more tweets. Good man, Dave. Um, comparing Disney to Trump. Um, now, um, which is the new internet Hitler? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, in the, you, back in the day, it would have been, oh, Disney's worse than Hitler, but now it's like, oh, Disney's as bad as Trump. If you, if if you ever, if if anyone ever muckrakes you and finds out some dirt, you want Dave Batista in your corner. You do because he's big and scary He'll too. Stick up like you. you can't even physically intimidate Dave Batista because he's 
quite a bit bigger than your average man. I was watching. Uh, I, I reckon I'd take him out. To be honest, I don't you. think so. I've seen him. I was watching Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Hold on, new podcast. <laughs> new <laughs> Who podcast. can pick Pino? First of all, he's nearly fifty. Second of all, he's dreadful at MMA. And third of all, he's nearly fifty. So anyway, carry on. But he's also Dave Batista. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's not that big. Oh, what's happened? Is Don't that... know. No, no, we're okay. No, I think we're okay. I think yeah. we, I think we just had a little dip. Yeah, we're alright. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Speaking of people, Ben, yeah. who I could definitely beat up. Yeah. Um, Finn Jones is in uh, Iron Fist season two. Ugh. <laughs> Tell us what you really think. Ugh. Oh, that's podcasting. That's exactly the sound people want in their ear holes. Uh, yeah, sorry about the ear hole abuse. Um, <laughs> but generally speaking, I just watched the trailer with you before this podcast. We Michael, did, Ben. As you know. Uh, I do know, Ben. I was there. Looks like we're going to be focusing heavily on the 2006 run oh. of Immortal Iron Fist, which is a fantastic run. If you have to read Immortal Iron Fist, uh, the Matt Fraction series, Ed Brewbreaker series with covers by David Aja series um, is very, very good. But that is where Davos comes from. I have been calling him Stavros. Stavros. Stavros the tiny ninja. <laughs> the evil Stavros. He's, um, he's very small, isn't he? Which is against comic book type. In yeah. in the comics, he's much he's physically much bigger mm. um, than Iron Fist. Iron Fist is kind of famous for his agility and his nimbleness. Yeah. Um, and lied. Uh, Davros is, is kind of the Stavros. expected... Uh, <laughs> Stavros, if you're Michael... Is kind of expected to become the Iron Fist. Throwing plates at him. Because he's stronger and, and more buff. Mm. Um, but in a, in a twist of events, it's only going to be Danny Rand who becomes the Iron Fist. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I care very much for it. There's a lot of Power Rangers sparks that I could do without. I... He punches that truck and it goes all Power Rangers. Oh, that's great. I, I like, like he punches nah. the truck. Um, I think the fight choreography looks a bit better. Thankfully. There's... There's a lot of uh, people cynically looking at Danny when he says things, which I think is an audience surrogate from season one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Colleen looks at him. Also, we have the Daughters of the Dragon, Ooh. which is Colleen and uh, Misty Knight. I don't know. I didn't like Colleen all that much in season one. Oh? I didn't like the character arc. Oh, I, I thought it was then. a bit... You just hate, you hate women? Yeah. Um... Sure, that's the way this podcast <laughs> Sure, I hate women. You heard it here, Ferks. It's the Michael and Misogynist podcast. Um, yeah, that's. Have, I'm have, just a big old lady-hating tosspot. I had another thing to say, but you've made me laugh there. And I've um, yeah. Daughters <laughs> of the Dragon. Little Misty Knight, I'm looking forward to seeing more Misty Knight. Mm. Big Misty Knight fan. Yeah. She's a good character. Well, Well-written, strong. Mm-hmm interestingly kind of driven good motivations blah 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 and it helps that she's a very attractive lady it does it, help ben? that she's a very attractive Colleen is a very attractive lady I'm mm. not this is not a this is not a this is not a racial thing I just hate women um, I, this is just a <laughs> this is just a thing I, I was oh, assuming you were referencing a past thing in my life but never mind Ben never just mind. stop just stop, um, stop talking stop but talking. anyway um, yeah it looks like they're going to try and fix Danny Rand yeah um, there's a strong badass lady enforcer by the looks of things yeah probably who, played by Ruz, who, Ruby Rose who, do, <laughs> who does an L whooping of, of Danny to prove that he's not you know isn't it interesting as good as he thinks isn't it interesting that he says in the trailer I didn't ask for the Iron Fist but he, he very definitely did he very definitely did but we're changing that he now he went and fought a dragon because he wanted to get the Iron Fist yeah 
And now he's like, I didn't ask for the Iron Fist. He did like, ask You did. You went and you were like, how do I get the Iron Fist? Someone was like, you kill a dragon. He's like, all right, I'll go find a dragon. He went and found a dragon. Now he's got the Iron Fist. Oh, I, didn't ask I mean, he didn't directly say, please give me the Iron Fist. Mm. But, you know, through his actions, Michael. And as, as we all know, actions speak louder than words. <laughs> louder than words is not a phrase, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. But the more you know. That's the podcast for this week. Go think about that, guys. <laughs> and um, don't forget to tip your waiters. Yeah. Um, Benjamin. Yes. Speaking of wrapping things up, as you, as you just so succinctly done, um, this week, or over the last couple of weeks, yes. uh, I have been watching a, a TV show that had slipped past me. Oh. And it was a TV show then called The Leftovers. What do you know about it? The Leftovers is based on a novel from 2008? Something like that, is I'd it? say. Yeah. Um, it's, it's only a bloody rapture narrative, Michael, um, where, well, where the Lord comes along, wipes the planet clean, the doors are good and wholesome, and what's left behind... Dale Sinners. Well, that's interesting that you've said that, because that is very much not what the television program is about. Okay. Uh, in the television program, Ben, uh, it's by Damon Lindelof. Damon Lindelof, who is currently adapting Watchmen for HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I when I, when I heard Damon Lindelof was adapting Watchmen for HBO, I said, mm. oh, no. Oh, no. Do you remember Lost? <laughs> yes. But then I watched The Leftovers, and I thought, oh, can I just go back there for a second? You want? Can you set me up with that bit again where you say, do you remember Lost? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh no! Do you mm. remember Lost? No. Oh, it was badly written and very forgettable. Okay. Anyway, we can go back now. Disagree there, but okay, we'll get back to that in a minute. Um, leftovers. It's very good. It's not really about the rapture. Interesting leftovers fact, Ben. I'm segueing my own segue self. Do you know who is the lead lady in the the leftovers? I think you know. I don't. Her name is Carrie Coon, mm. and she played Proxima Midnight in Avengers: Infinity War. Ah, an excellent little henchman character. Yes. And Strong lady badass henchman. Here's the thing, right? When I heard the voice in Infinity Wars, I thought that voice is so heavily flanged, mm-hmm. exactly, that it might as well be no one. But now that I've watched three seasons of The Leftovers, it is distinctly Carrie Coon, if you are familiar ah. with her work. Okay. That's a bit irrelevant there, but there you go. Weird, weird segue to your segue, segue. Great casting, though. Is it? Yeah, it's when you've got that appreciation for for Carrie Coon. Yeah, it's work. it's very good. She looks like Anna Torv. Gotta help She's me from out. Fringe and Mind Hunter. Nope. Mind Hunter about the FBI. I, I know what it is. I just haven't watched it. Doesn't I'm not much of a TV guy. You yeah, know, I'm not, not much of a TV guy. I don't get around to it. Anyway, it's not about the Rapture. Oh, because Sorry. in the TV. No, no. Look, it's a it's a fair mistake. In the TV show, Benjamin, mm. 2% of the world's population just disappear. 2%? 2%. Not that much. Well, it's bloody sufficient. Yeah, to do a bit of damage. That's 50. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Everyone in the world loses someone when 2% of the people disappear. Uh, but the world doesn't stop. That's yeah, the key to that's it. that's the key to it. The world keeps going. And the whole show, Ben, is about people dealing with that. Is it good? It's excellent. Excellent. So it does... might be my favorite ever TV show. Oh, mm. that's high praise. It's really good. But, mm. and here's the joy of it, it is not about what happened. It's about what's happening now. Exactly. Mm. It's about the aftermath of what happened. In fact, the theme tune... For the podcast. For the podcast. <laughs> uh, we don't actually have any theme music. Uh, the theme th- tune for season two is a country music song called Let the Mystery Be. Mm. Because mm. 
it's flat they're flat out telling you yeah, in the title we don't need to know we're not going to tell you what, what happened it's yeah, not about that we don't need to know but Ben yes the reason I started watching The Leftovers is I heard on another podcast that it had a very satisfying ending and? and you enjoy a satisfying ending I, I do heard. I love I <laughs> <laughs> So um, that was a hand job joke. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yes, you enjoy. Stop looking sad. You enjoy a satisfying ending, Ben, and it gave me a good deal of confidence, having heard that it had a satisfying ending, to sit down and watch it, knowing this isn't going to get fucked up somewhere along the way, which is often the case, right? Exactly. Mm. Um, so I'm not going to tell you the ending, Ben, because okay. I don't want to spoil it, because it's well worth watching. Do a YouTube summary video. No, don't do a YouTube summary oh, video. Sure no, because Ben, this is the whole point. It's not about the plot. It's a drama about people's lives and relationships and whatnot. Mm. The, there's no satisfying... Conclu- I'm spoiling a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But there isn't a satisfying conclusion to the mystery. Mm. Because, Ben, let the mystery be. That's the whole... The country song at the start the, yeah. of The Leftovers. Yeah, mm. that's the whole mystery. That's the whole mission of the show is, look, lads, we're not going to tell you what happened. Just watch it and enjoy it. And you enjoy that subversion of conventional narrative. Well, Ben, this week we're going to talk about endings, aren't we? Well, I suppose, yes, you did text me yesterday to talk about it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so. wow, you're really derailing this. Yeah. <laughs> Is this how is this how I usually feels for you? When, yeah, it's oh, exactly wow. how it ex- feels. I am reveling in the fact that I can finally just sit there and be like, hmm, and tear back the veil of podcasting mystique that Michael has worked so carefully to craft. This is excruciating. It is. It's quite um, painful, isn't it? So, Ben, <laughs> we're going to talk this week about good and bad endings. Yes. Give us an example there. Ben, another thing that ended recently... Yes. Was the comic book Invincible. Yes. Tell us about that ending. I haven't read the ending of Invincible. Very good. But I will say that it started as one of the strongest comics Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of how it subverted conventional narrative and turned the hero's papa into a real bad egg. It did. Um, We did a whole episode about that, if you remember. Yes, we did. Uh, we had a very conventional hero's journey in mm-hmm. the beginning, you know, learning the ropes. It's just Mark Grayson learning the ropes to montage music. Uh, trials of a teenager, etc. Blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, yeah, it only goes and blow, has a bloody twist where, yeah. where Papa Bear is just a real douche. Right, but all of that happens in the first six issues, Ben. And yes. then it goes on for 144 more issues. Mm. Well, 144 issues in total. Mm. And... Um, one of the great things, what I was thinking about when we were talking about let's talk about good endings, yes, is when you really want something that was scheduled to be ongoing. Yes. You know what I mean? So we're not talking about like a movie which mm. has a good or a bad ending. Yeah. Because movies are hopefully self-contained stories. With hopefully. Beginning, middle, hopefully. Not always. Mm. Bloody The Matrix Part 2. Jesus Christ. Bloody Infinity's War. Oh, God. Um, I quite enjoyed Infinity War though So did I mm. And it had a very good ending But that's but, not what we're talking but about But that's not what we're talking about We're talking about things that were conceived or scheduled or Hoped to be ongoing For a while Which then Which probably when they were conceived didn't have an ending planned Yes And then 
how they wrap up. But sales figures have demanded that they've come to a close. For example, or or network pressure, or uh, creator decision. Yeah, say, sure. To just, wrap to, this just up. to spice some stuff up. I have got. I've. I have no passion left in my pen for this. So very good. Mm. So what I'm talking about, Ben, is have you have you, you didn't see Lost, did you? I'm, I'm no. Lost is a spectacularly good television program. In the beginning. In the beginning. Mm. Up until about midway through season three. A midway point, if you will. Right. And why it's spectacularly good is it invented this mystery box concept, this Damon Lindelof, J.J. Abrams, mystery after mystery after mystery after mysterious thing after mysterious thing after mysterious thing. And we knew there weren't going to be answers, Ben. That five-second podcast pause was just pure gold. That was gold, wasn't it? We, I was thinking about what to say. But we knew there weren't going to be answers. That was the issue. Mm. There were going to be no answers. Mm. And when people started cottoning on to the fact that this didn't appear to have a planned ending, mm-hmm. the internet, because the internet existed back then... It did. Uh, ...got crazy with speculation. Did you see the ending for Lost? No. So, in the end of Lost, uh, one of the characters detonates a bomb excellent at the end of season 5 yes and then season tru- 5 uh, yeah and then, go all the way up to season 5 no I went to 6 and then in oh. the truncated season 6 they replace the previous narrative of uh, flashbacks from before the island uh-huh. with flash sideways and it seems to be like an alternate timeline mm-hmm. where the plane didn't crash on the island and how everyone's lives were lived out very good but gradually that starts not making sense because they start recognizing each other and they start having coincidences where uh, they meet each oh. other and stuff. And in the end, yes, it turns out that it's purgatory. They were in purgatory. Not the whole time. Seasons one to five happened and everything that happened on the island was real yeah. and terribly poorly explained and it didn't really make there sense. There was a polar bear. Yeah. Why terrible reason why there the was an uh, experiment on the island? It was boring, um, but the way the reason that people hated the ending was people thought the whole thing was set on purgatory almost from episode one. Yeah, and the creators themselves in the show yeah. and online kind of always denied this is not purgatory. They're not dead. This is all really happening. Yes. But then, apparently, it all did really happen. But then the last season, they were dead. Because somebody set off a bomb in season No, five. not everyone died at the same time. Oh, they, this was late? Like, over years? No, over years. So, when they died, they went to this collective purgatory together. Why? I, mm, because they were on the island together? They yeah, deserve purgatory together? Yeah. But then the final episode ends with them going on to whatever the next life is. Oh, fuck that. Right? Um, Jesus. And it's a real obvious first effort at what The Leftovers became. Leftovers is... It's like Lost refined mm. into its good parts. There are two reasons I don't watch a lot of TV, Michael. Go on, Benjamin. Number one is I'm a lazy bastard and don't really commit my time to stuff ben, like that. Ben, a lot of lazy people do watch TV. Well, it's unfortunate for me that I'm the one that doesn't and has to do a <laughs> pop culture podcast with you. Um, but the second reason is shit like that. Mm-hmm. These fucking force endings. Mind you, having heard you explain rather well Thanks, ben. Um, the final season of Lost and mm-hmm. the, the, I suppose, the, the major flaw in that twist, it sounds very like Once Upon a Time. 
Go on. Um, the television series, um, which features and centers around various uh, fairy tale characters, mm-hmm. all kind of existing in the one mm-hmm. universe. Yeah. Um, probably the biggest star in that is Mr. Robert Carlo, who plays Rumpelstiltskin. Yes. Um, Did you know that O'Connell Bridge in Dublin City Centre used to be called Carlisle Bridge? Did it? And any time I want to remember that, I imagine Robert Carlyle running across it. Yeah, as Begbie from Trainspotting? No, as his character from 28 Days Later. Oh, excellent. No, 28 Months Later? 28 Weeks? 28 Weeks Later. Weeks Later. Um, As he slowly looks at his wife being devoured by by aggressive zombie people. Yeah, Yeah, I really uh, enjoyed that opening scene. One of of my favourites of all time. And I love, well, I don't love it. But I just know what a dicky is. It's just, it's yeah. just brilliant. Like, it's just oh, like, oh, wife's getting eaten. I better run. <laughs> and the kid. But it's such a spiteful thing. It's just kind of a thing of like, you want to keep the kid. Yeah. You get the consequences. You, you hang on to him. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to do a runner. I'll head off here and across O'Connell Bridge. And man falls into the water. He chucks him into the water off the boat. It's just like, what are you doing, Rob? Anyway, in this, he plays a very over-the-top kind of um, villain called Rumpelstiltskin. Mm-hmm. <sighs> What's his real world name? Uh, Mr. Gold? Mr. Gold or something like that. So, yeah, the interesting thing that happens there is that it takes place in that fairy tale world Mm -hmm. for most of the first, I think it's five, I think it's a six season series again. Mm -hmm. For most of the first five seasons. And then you have a soft reboot. Yeah. uh, Very similar to Lost from what you've been describing. And they find themselves all in the same town with mm. kind of an approximation of their original magical powers yeah but they're, they're without the makeup now for me it reeked of a budget cut yeah well it, i think what that was was they wrapped the series up yeah and, and they've got another season they brought it back yeah it was one of those things um but it was it was a very much a, a tying up loose ends kind of season but it was very much a purgatory kind of thing as mm. well they were all trapped in this town until they figured out their unfinished business or something like that well that's one of the ways a show can end badly yes kind of false ending yeah, yeah where they they plan their ending and then oh no it's not over it's like it's like when you finish the marathon and then trip as you cross the finish line it's just like oh god it's like you when you're so f- close it's like when you finish the marathon and then they say ah surprise there's another three kilometers yeah that's happened several times when i was doing marathons yeah <laughs> I um, don't do but that that kind of false ending has happened multiple times on tv it happened mm. with buffy did it? Yeah, they thought they were getting cancelled after season five. So season uh, five is a pretty conclusive ending to Buffy. Uh, uh, and then, then it comes back. Uh, it's, it happened recently with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. clearly wrapped up after a, season five, but now they're bringing it back for a truncated season six. Yeah. Possibly without uh, Agent Coulson, without Clark Gregg. Which, Why? Exactly. Um, it happened many times in TV shows. I, I think one of my, my least favourite things... Bloody Supernatural. Oh, man. How that thing times? has just... Kept going. What are we on? Season 12 of Supernatural? Supernatural season 3? By the way, Michael, just a quick segue. Do I really look that much like fucking Dean from Supernatural? I've had so many people (laughs) come up to me. It was because I was wearing a fur-lined Borg collar. You know what we're Fair doing? Fair enough. Uh, you know what we're doing for the next Comic Con? Uh, you're, 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 you're going in a leather jacket with a knife as Dean from Supernatural. But we're going to get a life-size printout of Sam Winchester. And, and just carry it around. Carry you around with you. Oh, or maybe mount him so he's standing behind you on your back. I quite like that. Yeah, that's, I quite like that. I, I would happily do that. Um, but anyway, sorry, you were saying about season three. Season three or four, I can't remember. But the one where they three. defeat the Satan. It's no, the, where the, they, they win. They do the thing. Yeah. Is it the end of season three? It might be the end of season four. I think it's the end of season, season four. four. They defeat five. the apocalypse. They stop yeah. the apocalypse. Stop making it. 
That's it's the over. end of the show. Yeah, this. I was just about to get onto that point, and it's interesting because you gave me a perfect jumping off point. I hate when you have the biggest threat to humanity mm-hmm. in a series. They beat it, yeah. and they bring the series back. And it's like all of a sudden, it's like, oh, but there is an ancient, you know, Assyrian text that talks about a, another demon that came yeah. from. And you're just like, no, 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 no. We covered this. The big event was the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. We did this. And then the other thing I hate then, all the characters become slowly depowered or less effective because the new threat has to be something even mm-hmm. more. For example, in Supernatural, great example, Mike. Thanks, Ben. Really glad you brought that in. Thanks, Ben. Um, angels and demons. Yeah. There is no mention of demons until the end of season one. And oh, they really? become, they're not a big thing. Demons are like the big bad thing. That we're not sure how to beat. Right. They're a rare event yeah, 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 when they yeah, escape yeah. from exactly. hell. And they're super powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very difficult. They have telekinesis. They can move things around. They, they kill can, that man on the airplane. Yeah. They can possess whomever they choose. Whomsoever. Whomsoever should they choose. Yes. And then, all of a sudden, the lads get a super weapon. And I'm okay with a super weapon. I'm okay with a MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. It's the Colt. Okay? Yeah. And all of a sudden... But they only have six, six shots. Bullets, only six shots. So they can only kill six demons outright. And they have to save one for Yellow Eyes and do that whole thing. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You have a big bad that so all tense. hunters can't take out. Don't miss. It's a big threat. We get to the end of season one. Get to the end of season one. Demons suddenly become Wimps. the go-to. Mm. The go-to villain because it's just a person in a costume with black eyes. Great uh, nice for the budget. Cheap, yeah. Great for the budget. And suddenly they're everywhere. And then suddenly Sam and Dean are just killing machines. And this has gotten worse over the thing. Now demons are a bit of a joke in the series, mm. and you've got bigger creatures that are threatening them. Blah blah. blah. Leviathans. Yeah. Ugh. We start. Oh god, that was a terrible season. Um, but anyway, anyway, then we had the next big bad. Yeah. And that was the angels. Yeah. And angels sold their strength by the fact that they could just touch a demon. And, and they would be completely... Kind of not only would they be um, exercised, but everything died. Yeah. They died. It's like mm-hmm. they ceased to exist. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. And then angels became this big thing that you couldn't take out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Sam and Dean figured out how to do that. Yeah. And then they became the next kind of cannon fodder mm-hmm. for every single episode. Very inconsistent power scales, Michael. Yeah. I think it makes for terrible television. Right. Because every time you have a superpowered character, yeah. all of a sudden it just becomes, ah, well, we know how to do that now. Very Let's good. take care of business. I've enjoyed your rant there, but it had nothing to do with wrapping in endings. Well, no, I, I think it, it had nothing to do with wrapping up well or poorly, but I think it's one of the signs of decline of a show, which lead from a show being very good. My favorite season of Supernatural and the thing that got me into the show yeah. was season one. Yeah. Because what it was, was it was two lads going around America exploring various urban myths Killing and folklore thing. and thing. Killing a thing. Very a, specific a thing. A Wendigo. Yeah. Which never came back. I might have. They only ever mentioned them mm. after that. Mm. They only ever mentioned them as a possible threat because the costuming for the Wendigo was very, very good. Compared I don't know how to I pronounce it. A lot. It's very stupid. It's a Wendigo. Um, but the costuming for that creature was very, very good. You kind of saw it in flashes and it was quite mm. a horrific kind of Thingy. mass of human flesh and blah, blah, blah. And then likewise, you had shifters, which... Sorry, this is again... <laughs> mm. <laughs> Can probably... we talk about how things end, yeah, Ben? Sorry, or are go you on, just going to go on, go on about stop. why you love Supernatural? Go on. I love Supernatural season one. Be very careful how you say that. Yeah. Um, but go anyway, on. go on. That 10 minute diversion was brought to you by shows that had a false ending, basically. That Thanks. had a planned ending and then got renewed or stayed popular and. And went tits up. Not necessarily. I mean, it's still a fine show. It's not amazing, but it's just. It, it, it has a very unsatisfying ending it saved itself after season 11 with the leviathans I think uh, season 10 I don't know I stopped watching yeah here's another Fair. type of bad ending though 
So if there's the false ending, yes, where um, where you you plan an ending and then it comes back, yes, there's the kind of polar opposite of that, which is the the cancellation, mm. the the unresolved cliffhanger, good old fashioned snap of the neck, exactly, mm. and nothing worse than an unresolved cliffhanger that is unresolved. <laughs> <laughs> Real good with words there, Chief. Oh, this is this is yeah, this, this, I'm, podcast I'm, I'm good at this. Do you want to go back? No. Uh, so what I'm saying is, uh, I have two examples here for you, Ben. Do you remember 1997, 1999's Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat Conquest. Hmm. Do you? Do you remember? All right, all right, go on. No, I'm done. <laughs> uh, go on, Mortal Kombat Conquest. Do you remember it? No. So it was a TV show uh, from the 90s. It was a TV show? It was a TV show oh. from the 90s. And it was about Mortal Kombat at the yes. height of Mortal Kombat's popularity. But it was a prequel. Uh, it was set in the past. Okay. In a weirdly non-specific location that had a Chinese name, but there were lots of Western people hanging about. Classic. Anyway, uh, it was about three characters uh, fighting to save Earth from Outworld. Outworld. Uh, with the help of the god Raiden. Raiden. Which was misspelled for some reason. And season one ended with all three main characters being killed. Killed. And Raiden being defeated by Shao Kahn, the, the leader of Outworld. Finish him. And Exactly. And imprisoned. And then wasn't renewed. <laughs> yeah, one of the most depressing endings for a thing ever. Finish him by putting him in a cell. <laughs> For 70 years, long-term fatality. <laughs> that's, that's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's that. There's the, the unresolved cliffhanger. I hate unresolved others. I'm trying to think of something that you never... There's a lot of shitty shows that get the unresolved cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And when I was a teenager, I used to love yes. certain awful shows. Right, go on. And a lot of them would just get cancelled because I had no taste. But I'm trying to think of... I think one of the good examples of that would be Smallville. Right. From the CW. Because that wasn't supposed to last as long as it did. Mm-hmm. We got into this phase of looking at... I think that's a great example of something that started strong and, and ended poorly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the unresolved cliffhanger, but it was more unfulfilled potential, mm-hmm. I guess, in that regard. The first couple of seasons of Smallville are actually quite good. It's like a... Disagree. Uh, okay, fair enough. But go um, uh, you know, it's uh, again, it's the C- it's the classic CW formula. It's just a soap opera mm-hmm. with some powers thrown in. It Go was on. kind of the run for the whole CW universe. Yeah, it's the prototype of the Arrowverse. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. But there's a big tone change mm-hmm. in the middle of that, um, and the big tone change comes when he moves to Metropolis mm-hmm. because they had to advance the series. They couldn't leave him because Tom Tom Welling was getting older and older, yeah. obviously. Um, who was actually, legitimately, in terms of aesthetic, great Clark Kent, yeah, great he Superman. Good he, had Kent, the, yeah. he had a pretty solid look for that whole thing. Mm. Don't think he was a great actor. Um, but anyway. I met Dean Cain the other day. Oh. Surprisingly handsome. I wouldn't be shocked. He did play mm-hmm. Superman on a television series with yeah. Terry Hatcher. Uh, a little bit leathery. Mm, well, that happens when you spend all your life in LA, doesn't it? Yeah. You get a little bit leathery around the edges. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, hi, Dean. Um, but what happened in that particular case was we constantly teased, yes. you know, more powers coming in, more powers coming in. The golden rule of that show was he doesn't fly. Mm-hmm. No cape, no flying. Yeah. So he could jump really, really high. And as we went and went and went and went and went, we kept trying to push that. 
Where that became very irritating is for some reason they decided to go to Metropolis, but they still wouldn't advance his powers past the no fly rule. Mm-hmm. So what you got was he became the blur. Yeah, I, I don't know. know I if yeah, anyway, he moves to Metropolis and he becomes the blur. And he doesn't wear the classic Superman costume. His costume that he wears is a red leather jacket, yeah. a blue skin tight t shirt. Superman colors. And some, yeah, Superman colors. So the blur are Superman colors. This is was so frustrating for me who watched the whole show because it's just, oh no, but he can't fly because that makes things too easy and we don't have the budget for that. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it also wasn't a Superman show. But they, they did everything they but make did it a Superman. A Superman. I know, but That's it the wasn't. point. Everybody else had their full powers. You had Deadshot in it. Yeah. You had, you know, you had Green various Arrow, villains. You had Green Arrow in full costume. You had Aquaman yeah. in full costume. Cyborg made an appearance mm-hmm. in a weird silver pleather thing. Like, yeah. it, it was insane. They all... Talk about the ending then. But the ending, anyway. <laughs> the ending was completely moot. We never like got that. the payoff. The bloody the bloody ending was a final season where on the last panel he jumps up into the sky but you still don't see him fucking fly. Exactly. You just see him off. Um, for me, a very frustrating experience where Superman is never that great and they did that thing where they wanted to expand the world but the budget was still really tight so Doomsday was actually kind of a, a, bloke. a Hulk substitute mm-hmm. and it was a bloke who got angry sometimes and could take out Superman. Here's the thing, though, about that. They, if that wasn't a Superman show, imagine if that was The Leftovers. Okay. And the whole time the theme music said, Ben, he's not going to fly. He's not going to turn into Superman. Get over it. That would have been fine. Yeah, exactly. So that's why The Leftovers is such a good wrap up. But at the end of every season of Smallville, you had a hint that he was about to fly. Well, that was the problem. And plen- that's what comes back to your shitty cliffhanger there theory. There are plenty of hints. Not that the theory itself is shitty. The shitty cliffhanger. <laughs> there are plenty the of hints noun. in the leftovers that they're going to tell us what happened. Mm. But every the leftovers week. The is just a better show, Michael. Oh, it's a hell of a lot better. Yeah. But every week, still, they tell you, we're not going to tell you what this is Fuckers. in the theme music. It was brilliant. Ben, um, good ending. Do you remember Gravity Falls? Yes, fantastic ending. Fantastic ending. Ben, do you know what Gravity Falls is called in our house? <laughs> that is podcasting gold. <laughs> no, come on, very well. low. What's it called like, in your house? It's called Mabel. Aww. <laughs> not, not the Mabel show or <laughs> Mabel. the show with Mabel. It's is just this your called... good lady friend who just goes, can we watch Mabel? Yeah, let's watch Mabel. <laughs> I want to watch Mabel. Mabel, yeah, very Great good. show. Uh, probably one of the better cartoons that I've ever seen and I've seen quite a few uh, two seasons was it I think they went for a third I think we got was a third three? wrap up and but again wrapped up wrapped oh no up. it's, it's with, a, with a beautiful bow on top yeah like you had your apocalypse mm-hmm. oh sorry spoilers uh, weird apocalypse uh, weird apocalypse weird mageddon weird mageddon I think mm-hmm. was what it was called yeah. uh, you had the grunkle stan mystery yeah that all got uh, tidy like it was great great payoff yes we weren't consistently teased like yeah. season 2 was you had your payoff in season 1 you finally mm-hmm. saw what was behind the curtain you finally yeah. saw the grunkle stan was massive spoilers by the way yeah, sorry yeah, spoilers for this. um um you finally saw that he knew more than he was letting on and mm-hmm. you know it was a whole thing and then i was really afraid that it was going to get really twisty loopy all over the place no, it doesn't but it was so well done here's the thing it goes back to what we were saying there about uh when you end a show and then have to keep constantly upping the ante mm. it would be very hard to do another season of that following on from weird mageddon it was so tightly written but 
I mean, they've dealt with the threat, as the, you said. And he was like a dimension-destroying threat. Yeah. Bloody Cypher. Cypher yeah. Bill? Bill Cypher. Bill Cypher, damn You've it. dealt with that threat. They, they left a little hint that he could come back, possibly. Hopefully. But, uh, yeah. I'd love to a, see Bill round three. A really... You see, I wouldn't. What I loved about... Again, this is a complete spin-off from what it was. What I loved about Bill Cypher was he was so mischievous in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he kind of grew in malice. And you really felt that malice grow as he went along. Like, it went from, you know, casual mm-hmm. antics with, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm helping the kid out because I, I, like, mi- like I, like I, I like mischief. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, I'm actually trying to open a portal into your world so me and all my friends can come and destroy it. Yeah. And it's like... Mm-hmm. He was, a, he was a great character. Bill great. was a great... Uh, Bill was a great an, character. Antagonist. We work with a person who hates the words mischievous. Do we? Yeah. Why? I'll, I'll tell you who it is later. What's, but what's it, the reason? It's just, he thinks he should be mischievous. Um, Doesn't matter. That's not podcast gold. It's, it's, a, it's a pronunciation Here's issue. the thing then. What I'm talking about, about wrapping things up well, is when... What I'm saying about things being wrapped up well is that when it finishes, you brush your hands together and you go, Lovely. Beautiful. That's that done. Well, it's an Edgar Allan Poe thing. Oh? Yeah. Go on. Did, did you ever read the seven rules for short story writing that Edgar Allan Poe kind of posited? Ben, I think you know that I didn't. Yeah, fair enough. Well, you, you know. Um, it's, um, as a general rule, the short story, I suppose, could be looked at as kind of the prototype for all short fiction that you consume right. today. So a television series is just a series of short but, stories. But we're if talking about long form here. I don't think we are necessarily. No, we are. A two-season, perfectly tight-written okay. thing is, but a good episode should be not necessarily self-contained, but it should have the narrative elements contained within, so that you're not waiting for the. You, it, it tells a good story in one episode, and your subplot is what ties everything. But this is exactly together. the problem with Lost. Lost's individual episodes are great. Oh, okay, it's the overall wrap-up of the whole thing that burns you out that burns you out well I think generally when something lives past its sell by date Mm -hmm. you probably look at it in that if you talk about Supernatural one more time I'm going to stab you with this pencil (laughs) I was actually going to show uh, I was actually going to talk about the show Paranormal Hunters oh go on okay Um, no I'm kidding Um, but yeah it breaks one of the fundamental rules that Edgar Allan Poe laid out which is called the unity of experience Mm. Uh, the unity of experience is if you're going to tell a story yeah, especially in short form. If you don't have the benefit of a novel, you can't um, you can't tie all it together. So the the reader or the consumer of that particular media mm-hmm. has to get a fully contained package for it to be satisfying. Right. So I think obviously it's not the same thing. No, but, it, go but on I think on. a really good know. series follows that rule. Um, in that when you sit down and when you finish that content. It's all finished in one unified experience. You get that satisfaction that comes with... Right. I'm with you. I like what you've explained there. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is that's the real difficulty here. Because most of the things that we're talking about were not written like that. They were written to be ongoing. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Because things have to be ongoing to be commercial these days. If you pitch a three-episode series, the, the 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 network will say, "Well, I mean, three episodes." Three, sorry, if you pitch a three-series show, yeah, the network will say, "We don't want a three-series show. We want, we want an, an ongoing eight series, show that's going to make twenty-two episode a season." Exactly. Monster. So to to take something that's conceived as on- ongoing and to wrap it up into a title mm. bow that leaves the people watching going lovely jubbly that's that done i am satisfied with yeah. that i don't want any more the leftovers i don't want any more gravity falls yeah. i don't want any more invincible 
I don't want any more. That's all I can think of at the moment. Well, I mean, there's such great examples of things that go the opposite way to that, like The Walking Dead. Here's the thing. Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman, Kirkman, very specifically, when he set out to write The Walking Dead, said it won't have an ending. Oh. It's not going to end. It's an ongoing. I was talking more about the TV show. But the TV show is Which just is overstated. An yeah, but it's overstated to welcome somewhat, no? I, I don't watch it anymore, but I think... Like the no, like the graphic novels it's based on, it is designed to be an ongoing To keep thing. on rolling. You could keep going with The Walking Dead for 50 years if people mm. keep watching it. Kill yeah. Rick, bring in a new character, make them become popular, kill off Rick, let that new character be the main character for 10 years. Kill off that person, let another person be the main yeah, character for it, 10 years. It's interesting because we're right on the cusp of quite a big pop culture event in terms of uh, Adventure Time. Adventure Time is airing its finale later this week oh, to the it? entire series. Oh. Um, and people are, uh, I, I would say, cautiously optimistic that it's going to be wrapped up very well. Mm. But I think Adventure Time went on much longer than necessary. It's an example of something. But that was originally posited as a one-season love affair. Oh, was it? At one point. It, it was supposed to be a series of short vignettes um, that Pendleton Ward put together Mm -hmm. and he would include hints and then he got recommissioned to go again Mm -hmm. and again Mm -hmm. he didn't think he'd be very successful he thought it was too weird to to keep going Mm -hmm. and then obviously the fan base just exploded around that particular thing and he was kind of forced to expand the universe more and more now luckily he always had a broad strokes version of that in his mind Mm -hmm. um but he had to keep expanding it because it was so successful is it a narrative uh, non-linear in certain fashions okay because sure. that type of thing like The Simpsons yeah, The yeah. Simpsons literally can't be wrapped up yeah I know but it should be <laughs> no it shouldn't be wrapped no, up I it know. should just be cancelled yeah, it should be, <laughs> should be cancelled and blasted with piss one last thing before we go <laughs> Mass Effect ah you, you are a Mass Effect fan Ben I enjoy a Mass Effect you do you love Mass Effect Mass Effect 1 yes you are Commander Shepard yes and you're defending the universe from uh, Reapers. Indeed. And your actions have an effect on the outcome of the game. I see. So you can have the Galactic Council live or die. Ooh. And you can take over or not. Or and You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you can get the aliens to help or not to help. And then that affects the amount of damage the alien does when he finally attacks and whatnot. Nice. Right. So the problem with that kind of user-defined ending... Hmm. is it's hard to do a sequel yeah because you're it's not necessarily a canon ending right but it has to be because the sequel carries on directly from one of the choices exactly so then the sequel has to treat its opening quite generically because it can't because it can't strongly follow any of those so although you think it's going to be a hugely important thing that you do when you decide if the council lives or dies as it turns out, it doesn't really matter because you don't really hear much from either the new council or the old council after that fact. So it's if like Infamous. Car- I've never played it. Infamous is the same principle. You make a ton of decisions in season one mm-hmm. and then you're automatically back as a hero. In se- It decides whether you become a supervillain or a superhero in, okay. in, or not in season one, in the first game. First game. And then the second game, you automatically reboot to hero. So your previous actions didn't matter. Mass Effect 2 Sorry. <laughs> is the best example of this. Go on. Because in Mass Effect 2, you have a little tight squad. Mm. I think it's about 12. And over 60 hours of gameplay, you build relationships with them and then you go on a suicide mission together. And how you played 
influenced who lives or dies ah. in the final mission. Okay. And or if you're successful or not. If you're not successful, the game just ends. So there's no ending where you lose. But you can complete the game and only Commander Shepard basically survives. Yeah. And all the other characters get wiped out. Nice. And that works much better. Because it's a small, personal thing. It doesn't have galactic consequences that you have to deal with in the next one. Mm. So in Mass Effect 3, you're building... You're trying to gather the universe together to fight the impending threat. Mm. And you spend 60-plus hours making friends with all the races. A race that you killed off or saved in in game 1 may or may not come back to help. Ah, um, uh, 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 the uh. the long-running war between the Geth and the Quarians, if you've picked a side, they join you. Okay. And if you've done the, the hardest route and got the peace treaty, they both join you. And um, if you saved the, the Krogan homeworld, they send a fleet to help you. And in the end, if you gather all of the fleets, it makes no difference whatsoever because you're given three possible endings. <laughs> And you the, saw that very well, Mike. The fucking Ben, the backlash. The but backlash this to this ending. Are you familiar with it? I'm not actually. No. The backlash was unbelievable. Really? And it could never have been anything else. Because, okay. uh, well, I suppose it could have, but it just would have been so hard to to, pro- to bring if, all that together. Like the, these aliens, they're called the Rachnos. Yeah, yeah. And they're kind of a, a pest, uh, a sentient pest. Yeah, sure. And they ravage the galaxy in the past. And in game one, you find the last Rachnos queen. Okay. And you decide whether to kill her or save her. Oh. And if you save her, the Rachnos will help in game three. But the only thing that it says is, you get a text me- a text box saying the Rachnos have sent a fleet to help. That's your payoff. And oh. this one, oh. it's not a bad cliffhanger. Mm. It's not a false ending. It's an over um, it, the ending. Ambitious. It's over ambition. They were hoist by their own petard. They couldn't have wrapped it up satisfactorily. For example, in Armageddon and Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned it one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry, Ben. Ben has been stabbed. Ben has been stabbed with a pencil. So, Benjamin, ask the listeners what endings they like and don't like. I think you've already done that for me, Michael. No, you... um, but this was this was. Uh... <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, down below, please let us know if you had anything that broke your heart with its ending. Mm. Uh, for one of the three categories above, um, what were the categories again? Was it an overambitious ending, like yeah, we just uh, that we just uh, posited? Um, was it? Uh, cliffhanger? Uh, it a cliffhanger? Unresolved. An, an unresolved cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Oh, uh, bloody. Um, the original, what's it called? <laughs> Sorry for hitting you. Uh, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. The original Twin the Peaks. The original Twin Peaks. Big old cliffhanger. Or an Archer. Archer now does the Dreamworld episode. Mm. The cliffhanger is, is Archer dead? Mm. Is he not? That's oh, been going on for two years. It's going on for another season. Mm. Last season was pretty poor. Um, but anyway, and then the other category that we had, can't remember. False ending. False ending. Where, keeps where we back. just extend the bloody thing into a new season. A purgatory, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, which one do you hate the most? Why do you hate it the most? And do you have any great examples for us down below? But then ask people about good things because we're not only negative. 
when when you whisper to me across the microphone, Michael, just do a whisper voice. Oh, sorry. Um, if you have anything that defied all these expectations, your own gravity falls, if you will. Yeah. Um, or please, invincible. Let us know. Or an invincible. Or an invincible. Or a leftovers. What else? Please let us well? know. We'd prefer. Uh, we'd prefer any any kind of. I think Image tends to do great miniseries in terms of things that. That's a miniseries, Ben. They what? have endings. Oh, okay. So we're talking about sorry, undefined, open-ended series that then end. Uh, that then end quite well. Um, can't think of anything right now because lots of um, movies Ben lots of movies have good endings yeah, but that's not but what they're we're talking self-contained about self-contained universes exactly. yeah, that's okay. all that's not what we're talking right. about um, did Sandman end well? the original run of Sandman ended well but yeah. we keep going back to the sandbox oh very good yeah, the good. sandbox yeah. they should have yeah. called the Sandman universe the sandbox I mean saga it's not over but will it be? lock and key Lock and Key had a very good ending. It had a fine ending. Fine. If I remember, we talked about it before and yeah. we were disappointed with the lack of comeuppance for the main characters. Mm, there was a lack of they, retribution. They got away scot-free. But still, it wrapped up well. Yeah. Lock and Key was a good example. I'm trying to think. I'm looking here at your collection, Michael. Transformers More Than Meets the Eye, aka Transformers Lost Light, will be wrapping up soon. Transformers. So mm. that's another kind of major pop culture thing that's wrapping up soon. on my impression. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on SoundCloud. And we are on YouTube. Just, if you just, like the stuff that we do, you can leave us a review also on iTunes. Good whispering, Michael. Very proud that you took my advice. Um, so give us an L review on iTunes. Please make it positive. I'm very sensitive. Um, yeah. And if uh, you have any questions, queries, suggestions for topics let us know down below bye bye